One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Bijou Podcasts. Check, 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 check. Are you, are you glad that I'm not naked or, you, like, what? I mean, that's a trick question, isn't it? But I'm a little bit surprised that you're not naked. Hey, guys. Stace here. Hi. I am the host of the Stacey June Show and am recording this at the most unique time of first thing in the morning for the first time all year, actually. Um, it is sleepy. It is calm. It is my favorite time of the day. Ben hasn't quite gone to work yet. Often we try and get a coffee and at this time of year fit in a swim if he's not doing running or other fitness things with his other husband. Um, so it is a really nice time and I said to Ben this morning when we woke up, which was at the crack of effing dawn because I can't sleep at the moment. I am very, very pregnant. We've got a couple of weeks until we hit our due date. Um, I said maybe we should record the podcast this morning. So this is uh, my last guest interview and I'm joined by my husband, Ben. Hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Um, some, ca- some, uh, some. what is it? Some. Um... Can you please turn down my, uh, my headset a little bit? Oh, Christ. Sorry, I'm already, I'm already complaining. Deeper. Is that better? Uh, yes, that's good. Thank okay. you. Um, housekeeping. Uh, there will be one more self-centered Sunday, the final episode of the year that will go up this Sunday. Mm. And then there will be um, kind of a best of reruns, my favorite episodes, your favorite episodes across the first few months. Um, well, not few months, for the first three months of next year as I'm on maternity leave. That's awesome. I, yeah. always, I always think that's really good. It's really helpful, you know, when uh, someone does their sort of best of selections. Do you? Yeah, because then you're like, oh, yeah, okay, I remember that one there. That's awesome. So I don't know how it's going to work because everything was in order and I've gone back and said, if you want to reference this podcast, it's here. So I hope all the hyperlinks and everything still work because all of the the episode uh, podcasts will be a little bit out of whack, but I'm sure you'll figure it out. It's a year of podcasts. It is the first year of the Stacey June Show. How the Stacey June Show will um, will grow up and, and expand or maybe even just progress next year is something I'm going to leave a little bit open because I don't know who I'm going to be on the other side of this epic transformation mm. um, and I, I want to just play it out. So you'll bear just bear with me. Um, as I've mentioned so many times, the best place to keep up to date with that, my coaching, my workshops, my events, uh, the book news and any other writing that I'll do that's personal to you will be my mail list. So stacyjune.com is where you can sign up for that. Um, and that'll be my first port of call probably before socials if I'm honest. Ace. Um, and I'm also having a bit of a break off social media at some point towards the end of the year. So don't fret. We will come back and let you know when the baby is born. Mm. 
Um, but that's it. So today's episode is, I guess, a bit of a combo of our final Q&A, but also a bit of a, a wrap up of the, fir- the third trimester. Um, if you aren't pregnant or have never been pregnant before, they kind of break it into four trimesters now. You've got one, two, three, and then the fourth. Four is, trimesters, you The say. fourth is when the baby comes. Oh, right. So okay. it's kind of that 40. 40- I was a bit confused there. I was like, what? Did, yeah. I, miss, did I miss one? <laughs> it's kind of, it's like a, a 40 days after. And I think we will, I'd love, I mean, I've already said planning that episode. It's not happening because I'm on maternity leave for sake but uh, and Ben's already checking the time to see you know how it's going for work well you but know I've f- got to go to, I am a businessman the, you know, 40, the 40 days is, businessman I take care of business I'm businessman the 40 days is the fourth trimester which if you are someone that's interested in that do some research into it because and I will be doing some work on that when I do come back to work because there is a real big I don't know a big um, gap in the story when we don't talk about the way a woman processes the fourth trimester, the way yeah. life changes and the best things to nourish and um, cherish that time, really. Yeah, 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 so absolutely. that's why I'm being pretty strict with I'm try- I'm going to try my hardest to you know, work even though I'm going to be writing a little bit. Yeah, because that is the where the real headspace shift happens, do mm, you reckon? Yeah, I th- well, I don't know, but I guess. Yeah, because you're still, you're still you in those three trimesters. It's you just, you know, you're still... Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, you're still preg- You know, you're still there's still stuff going on. You still, don't get a still, period. You yeah. have a new baby, so you have got new hormones from breastfeeding. Mm. But it's still a two and not a three. So we're talking about the the world with there's still you and your partner, and then you're not talking about the world where it's you and your partner and the baby. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bizarre. And there's also the first forty days is a book that I've gotten, which is a beautiful book. It's got recipes, all kinds of hints for you to keep family and friends at bay in the early stages, different Mm. ways that um, tribal women and different ways that tribes would cope Mm. with that time and instead of us jumping straight into this life straight away. Yeah, because everyone loves a baby as well. Yeah, they do and it is amazing and Mm. it is hard to keep everyone at bay. We were thinking like two weeks, now I think I'm at four days. Like it's it's tricky. Um, The bulk of people will be two weeks but our very, very close people will be in – the first week, mm-hmm. but we've really tried at least for the first three days to keep it pretty mm-hmm. contained because we have a lot of people here for the birth anyway. Okay, so let's get into that. Um, do you want to kind of run a bit of a – like we'll have a bit of a chat about the third trimester and then at the end we'll get into some questions? Okay, yeah, okay, cool. So um, how have you dealt with the, uh, the, the kind of – I think in the third trimester there's the real um, – like the the kind of sleeping patterns um, and so lack of sleep, so to speak, really becomes like a a really big deal because uh, you're obviously um, really starting to carry around a a human being. So how have you kind of dealt with that? I feel like most of your questions are going to be leading. Like, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about this. Like, yeah. but, so you How don't have do you to put it. You don't this? have to put it in a question. You can do it as a bullet point too. Let's talk about this. Mm. But so, i.e., you want to discuss the fact that we haven't slept in months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's two of us. Let's yeah, face yeah. it. But I think it's it was. It got pretty bad when we got to Melbourne. We went for a trip, um, probably at the end of like mid-November. After even our baby moon was pretty bad. It was mm. uncomfortable. Um, and I guess I would have been around oh, 
30 weeks, mm. do you think? Or maybe even less, like 29, 30 weeks, probably 30. Yeah. And, um, yeah, round about that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if you're following me on Instagram, you can see that the, that I had a little belly. I've, I've been really lucky at how compact I've been because mm. I've been incredibly agile and yeah. I haven't been working out at all. For those mm. of you that think that maybe I've been keeping super fit, what's been my trick um, has been my natural body, which has yeah. been um, – just that's just my genetic makeup, so don't compare yourself to anyone. Mm. But the other thing has been, I think the blessing for me has been I've followed what my body's needed the whole time. And at early days, my pelvis was, you know, my pelvic pain from the hormones, the relaxant hormone that comes was not in mm. a position to be doing yoga. I'm doing, I walk a fair bit. I don't really drive around where I live. So it's not much walking, but I do try and get about at least 20 minutes in a day where yeah. I'm walking up the street or walking on the beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you get my, tired really quickly. Yeah. Like it just kind of gets... Yeah, so my point is I haven't really been doing any exercise, but I have had a fairly compact bump. Um, so it doesn't – it didn't I, – I was quite surprised that the sleep started to be affected so early because mm. it didn't feel ginormous. It still felt really easy to contain. But when we went on the baby moon, it was really unsettling because I couldn't quite sleep and it was – and mm. that was – it was upsetting. I couldn't get rest and I was – bugged already and the first trimester is very much like that and you hear that the third trimester is similar to your first mm. it is but you can't do all the things you did in your first which yeah. is nap easily you know for me it's now summer like there were just different things that made it a little bit more challenging mm. and you've got this ginormous bump like yeah. you're a completely different size when you're yeah. in your first trimester thank god but you get so sick i can't imagine being this sick like as sick as i was in my first trimester mm, mm. with this huge bump on my yeah, belly yeah, like that be would be fucked yeah, yeah um so yeah so the sleep has been very full on so when i was writing the last bit to my manuscript which i still need to make changes for <laughs> by january um, so it's still going, even though I did submit it. Um, yeah, I I was very stressed and not in a way where it was like, shit, I'm not going to get this done or whatever. Just my body was exhausted, you yeah. know, and exhausted in a way I didn't expect. So I started, I had the last week of my manuscript to submit I think maybe at about 34 weeks or 35 weeks and that's where I was getting no sleep, probably four hours a night mm -hmm. um, and just wide awake. So just a mixture of discomfort and insomnia at there the same time. There was a couple time. of times where you were up in the middle of the night, like I got, got up to go to the bathroom or something and you were sitting in the office uh, in here where we are now um, and just typing away. Yeah. Like, Whoa. And you looked like wide awake. Yeah, and I, I I was able to do that I was like, earlier on. Up late? Is it the daytime? Yeah, it was bizarre, mm. but it was like, yeah, I've never felt that before. I've always been a pretty good sleeper, and I felt like at times when I woke up this with this third trimester part that it was time to wake up, and it could be like two a.m. It was mm. weird. Mm -hmm. So that has thrown out a bit, which you need to realize affects. It's a domino effect. Your mood and. And where you're at, but I think we've handled it pretty well, considering both of us have been pretty sleep deprived for, yeah. you know, at least a couple of months now. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I'm sorry, just to jump in for me. I, I think I actually, I do okay with lack of sleep. 
I like wasn't I, sure you would. Like I hit the wall sometimes in the afternoon and that's not fun, particularly when you're at work. There's nothing worse than hitting, mm. hitting a wall and just wanting to go and have a nap or a lie down when you're sitting at work. And, you know, you're on your third coffee and you're like, this is making me more tired. That doesn't work. Um, but, yeah, I, I generally I'm, I don't do too badly. I just walked up the road before and I feel like I went to bed late and didn't sleep very well. So I reckon I probably had four to five hours sleep last night. Um and that sounds like I'm complaining, but I know that when we have you a baby, that, your, that, that could be more like... throat? That could be more like three to four right now? Yeah. Okay, hang on. <coughs> yeah, you sound like you've got a real frog in there. That's just morning me. I can't help that. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I just walked up the road before and I was like, oh, man, I feel like a zombie. I'm like... Because it's really quiet around here in the morning as well. And, and It's beautiful. Yeah, on... Like once the day gets going here, it's a real shift. Like early morning is dead quiet. It's not and then, too bad. I'm here all day. And mm, it's not, but there's usually a lot of people around, particularly on the yeah, weekend. So yeah, it can yeah. be really weird. But I was walking up the road going, oh, man, I feel like a real zombie. But I kind of like, I'm not startled by that. I'm like, this is this is a different experience. Well, again, all these things that you get thrown at, like people like, um, you know, no, I feel like no one told us that we would be so sleep deprived before the baby came and mm. i if if mm. i ever hear anyone say or you know what it happens where it happens a lot rather than say i see people write it on instagram make sure you get that sleep in oh yeah. fuck off <laughs> have you been pregnant like especially in summer like what yeah, shut it's up an everyone response. knows you cannot fall asleep yeah. with a fucking basketball taped to your stomach yeah so Let's just be real about it, shall we? And just mm-hmm. say that there's a really good chance in the last six weeks of your pregnancy, you're not going to sleep at all. That's right. So how about first trimester and second, you don't muck around with it. Yeah, yeah. And just enjoy it. But I think I, no one told me that I would be so sleep deprived before yeah. the baby even came. Yeah, yeah. No one gave me any idea. So in a way, I'm grateful that we're we're prepped. Yeah. Um, and in another way, I'm also – it's like a sick joke. Yeah, yeah. That we – because I'm an eight-hour-a-night girl for my whole life. And, yeah, yeah. You've, and done, now you've that's, done pretty well transitioning, I must admit, because you kept saying that. I don't know how I'm going to do any of this because I'm, I'm an eight-hour-a-night sleep. Anyway, yeah. anyway, okay, let's move on. That's okay. uh, that's. I think we nailed that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to high-five it? Or yeah, like? five it up. Yeah. <laughs> this is how our life is now. Yeah. Just bit by bit and yeah, then yeah. celebrating yeah. everything we do because yeah. it feels so big because we're fucking exhausted. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. So, uh, as I say, in the third trimester, a woman has six to seven times the hormones running through her body. Mm. Uh, how has that affected you and how do you think you've managed that or dealt with Good that? Good stat, babe. Mm. Where'd you I'd get love that from? a stat. Yeah, uh, that's um, that's my head is full of useless information that I just pull out. Maybe not the, useless. Not maybe useless. the odd movie grab. Okay, uh, you okay. know, just just little just little tidbits. Things swimming around in there. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think I imagined when you were pregnant again the Hollywood issue that we see pregnancy in movies, mm. and we have a bit of a. You know, an idea, not a bit, a lot of an idea of how we think pregnancy is going to be. I guess my idea of it from movies and things was, and from stories that you hear from people because they Mm. support the Hollywood movie rather than their own experience, um, is that you are a hormonal mess the whole time. Like Mm. it's like everything makes me cry and I – and. I don't really think it's been like that. Like, mm. yeah, sure, there's been times where we set the Christmas tree up and 
I had more of a teary. It just it just came on a bit quicker. Mm. But there wasn't anything that was that dramatically making me upset in those moments, those mm. emotional moments that wouldn't already have happened in a way. It just triggered it a bit earlier. So that's, I think, a bit of a myth is that you're constantly just an emotional mess. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think that's the case. But what has surprised me is it does turn up. It surprises you like a fucking tornado because mm. you are not prepared for it because it isn't there all the time and it will come up at the most stupidest, unemotional shit. Mm, mm. So I've had we had a famous McDonald's story when we were walking to McDonald's. I don't know if I've told you guys. It was early days, probably the second early second yeah, trimester. Very early ben went to cross the road. No, I crossed the road. Ben decided to wait, and I was so devastated that he didn't trust that I had a, ga- a gauge on the road mm. and he was basically, I took it for him to wait for the car instead of to cross the road with me. I'm talking two metres. It wasn't a big road. <laughs> it even had an island in the middle. Like yeah. it was small. And I thought, you don't trust my judgment. Yeah, yeah. You don't trust that I can be safe yeah. with this bait. Like it was so loaded and so ridiculous. And we were at the front of McDonald's. We were going to get a McFlurry or a Happy Meal or whatever the fuck was happening at that time in my um, cravings. And and I just bawled my eyes out, like horrendously cried. Well, no, you got re- you, so you got really angry first. And then when we were on the other side of the road, then I think I hugged you and just went, it's okay, it's okay. And then that's when you got really upset because I think you got upset that you got angry. And then yeah. you, you were really crying. And then when we got to McDonald's, which was like... 50 metres away and we got to McDonald's and, you know, know, you're at the self-order menu and you were like a small child. Like, you were just, like, so ecstatic and happy and smiling. It was, like, all of the emotions, the the full range of emotions uh, in the space of five minutes. Even less. Yeah, it was was epic. It was epic to witness and be a part of. Thank you very much for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the time, it doesn't feel like that. I felt so embarrassed. Mm, mm. But Oh, yeah, I know. That's why you were upset. Yeah. Yeah, and I felt embarrassed that I got angry. But it was good because I was able to learn from that time that it's going to come on and I didn't get as angry about it. I just let it be and you were able to gauge it and kind of comfort me earlier, which yeah. was good and we learned from that. Mm. Um, so I've had a few of those moments. I can't remember any off the top of my head. I'm trying to think so it helps people feel better. If oh, we we've give we've ended up in br- arguments, but that's not that's not all hormones in your fault. That's my fault as well. Like it's taken a lot of adjusting for me to get um, familiar and with uh, you, you know with that situation with with you know recognizing that it's hormones coming up in certain situations and it's not you. But I um, think, and also the, me not taking things personally. But um, but I think the last couple of weeks. We have fought a little bit more than we have the entire pregnancy. Mm. But let's just also remember we set up a nursery. Mm, We've had mm. all the to-do things like we're choosing to go away for Christmas and away for um, our ho- a holiday with our friends as we usually do. Our mm. besties from Melbourne. Um, and we're spending Christmas with Ben's husband and doing really low-key, just friends this year. With my husband? You're spending Christmas with my husband? Yeah, well, David, everyone knows oh, that's the other guy. Yeah, right. So, our third, you know, our third wheel out, you know, your yeah. best mate. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going and doing Christmas with him and, and just really spending low-key time. I thought you said that, like you said it, like it's like... <laughs> 
Like that's that's. that's Everybody <laughs> knows. That's, I talk about I that like, I have a third hus- who's my a husband, a second husband. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it just oh, rolled. I off. have a second husband. <laughs> yeah. You've got a best mate. It but just... it just rolled off the tongue like it was like a fact. I was like, oh, okay. It's gone from being a joke to a reality. I get it. <laughs> so, okay. so well, it's not a reality because you didn't marry him. And then, no, no, no. But so, it's quite funny. Well, just, you're the one that went and funny. held his hand. He got a tattoo this week, and Ben went and dropped him off and picked him up. Like, mm. like it's that's. But that's because I organised it or helped organise. Please, it's also even if you didn't organise it, you. Would have done that, yeah, yeah, for sure, just to make sure he was okay when he got there, all settled in, then to approve it afterward, check it out. Got your red skins, anyway. So, which he did have, and he he was so embarrassed because the tattoo artist laughed at him. No, you need some sugar. Anyway, who cares? Okay, so so we're going away with our friends, but we are basically going away across our due date almost. Mm, Like we're mm. we're pushing it. It's close to the hospital and everything, so it's all good. But um, my point is, we've had. A, a bit of an intense time, not so intense because we've been pretty organised, but but there was always going to be a crescendo. There was always going to be a, like a bit of a build to getting everything done before we went away so we could go away the last couple of weeks and really have that time as a downtime because yeah. – well, It's all about relaxing. Isn't that's it? right. So yeah. we wanted to not be doing all the errands two or three weeks before – the baby came. Mm. But what that meant was we had a lot to fucking do. And we mm. still do. There's still stuff this weekend. We're, we're doing a Christmas lunch with your parents. Mm. Um, we just need to change this room around a little bit to look less like a podcast studio and a bit more like a spare room for mm. a bit. I just want to mm. I want to shake off work for a bit. Um, but it just meant that the hormones on top of that pressure just made things even more intense. Mm. Mm. And so I felt very much when we, if we argued or you were not, the way I needed you to be in that time that it was just so it was so hard for me to get my head around um kind of just getting on with it and letting Mm. go I just couldn't I found it very hard Mm. and you would ask me what do you want to do or what do you want to eat or in those moments like in those days where we were just doing a lot of stuff which I probably shouldn't have been doing half the stuff Mm. I was Mm. and I'm sure if you're listening and you're pregnant or you are to be pregnant at some point, you shouldn't be either. Like, you've got to be taking it easy. Um, But, yeah, I didn't have any other – you just don't have any capacity to be a better person. Yeah. You don't – I didn't have capacity to be the bigger person. Mm. And in order for you to get through shit like assembling furniture, making decisions about rooms, changing Mm. the house around, Mm. you know, restructuring your home, you need to have a bit of patience and a bit of I'm going to be the bigger person in this moment. Mm. Pregnant, you don't have that. You just don't have it. And you didn't have it either because you were frustrated that you had to build all this shit. You're not Bob the Builder. (laughs) You did a great job, but you were not happy about it. I had a couple of days where I had the shits. Oh, you had the shits. Shit. Nothing and worse than building IKEA furniture. I've still got IKEA injuries. The problem is, everyone sees Ben as the perfect husband, and and whilst you are mm. an amazing husband and have been the absolute incredible, not just rock but mm. partner, and you are, and it's been so amazing. One of your flaws is that when you're not into something, mm. it's very extreme. Yeah, you go. I'll, I'll drag f- drag my feet like a like oh, a, yeah. like a, t- a child having because it doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't yeah. happen a lot, but when yeah. it does, it's an awful vibe around the house. Yeah. And I'm all about vibes. If the, <laughs> you know, because Ben thinks I'm going to go within. I'll shut in and I'll be like, I'll just build this, and no one will notice that I'm yeah. fucking hating life. Yeah. But old made energy pants over here is all yeah. about. 
I can sense everything, yeah. and that's uh, that's just the way well, I am. Well, that's it. You're and the first person to call me out on it, uh, you know. Well, I'm probably also the first person. I don't know what it is, Who knows? but. Um, but even, yeah, old mate David came over and was like trying to pull you off the ledge at some point. He's like, mate, we got beers. I'm here to help. Yeah. Like he was just like chill out and I could hear him. I was in the bedroom and by this time it was like 5.30 in the afternoon. We'd been going all day. Mm. And I was like, oh, thank God we have this other person to break yeah, this up yeah, here yeah. because I cannot deal with this bloke anymore. Yeah. So we have had those moments, but I think mm. you could be um, renovating or um, moving house or doing things like that that, everybody can relate to. Mm. You just have to add the hormones onto that and mm. then it becomes a bit of a shit fight. Yeah. Um, okay, so leading into the to um, my next question, um, and it's a bit of a tricky one, but so being from Melbourne, you don't have any family and your friends or all your best friends are in Melbourne. My family all live out of Sydney. Mm. How has it been going through the pregnancy um, without them around for you? That's a good question. Mm. Um, well, I think, you know, a lot of people are going to be in a similar boat. Yeah. I, um, look, we've got, we definitely have had a very big um, look at our life this mm. year. You mm. know, obviously pregnancy does that, but I think a new year does that. It could be a whole different, a lot of different reasons for people that really just have one of, the, some of those years where you really look and say, okay, I've been here for this long or I've been doing – I'm in this job for this long. What's the next move? Like mm. where are we going to be? And that's definitely how I felt about living in Sydney mm. for a little bit now. Um, but the pregnancy has obviously completely elevated that because yeah. it just put me in a place where I was like, all right, this is a time I'm not going to get back and I need to really think about how I want to live and how we want to live and yeah. how we want to do this. So there has been a conversation about our future in terms of that situation, that we are quite isolated here. Yeah. Um, and I think because we got on the same page with that early days, it's really helped me be in the moment here. Yeah. Um, we've got some plans and we will mix things up at some point next year. We've got lots of things we want to do, a holiday. We still have a party to celebrate mm. our, our marriage um, and and there may even be a move as well as a book and lots of things. So mm. we're not really putting things down on dates or definites. You know, We've got some things we'd like to do and we'll see how we go. But I think even that conversation of that mapping for me was such a big helper for me to go, okay, it's probably not the time to shake things up now. And that felt very responsible for me because mm. I think I could have been like, no, I, I, I need to be at home. I need to be around my family. And it wasn't so much that I have to be in Melbourne or whatever. I just felt like also I was already feeling like I had experienced everything I'd needed to here. Yeah. Um, it wasn't so much, oh, I'm nesting, I have to be home with my family. It wasn't really like that. But at mm. the same time, there were some conscious decisions that I thought, well, you know, when the kid gets to school, they're going to have a FaceTime relationship or they're going to understand how to communicate with Nana or they're going to they're gonna have an idea of who their people are. Yeah. When they're really little, it's very hard to build that without a real constant commute, a real mm. travel. And mm. my godson... And I have such a special friendship. But I was single and 
quite wealthy yeah, <laughs> when yeah. he was born. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was in in an, and I was also traveling for work a lot. Yeah. So I had a lot a lot of money. I was on my own with no one to spend it on, mm. and I was able and I was working a lot out mm. of different states. So. I was able to be in and out of Melbourne a lot and we yeah. have this great relationship because of that. Mm. But it starts from the beginning, I think, mm. and it starts from your parents. You don't have to be living there. But I just kind of – I really just started to see – It makes we made some decisions together about that. Yeah. So with the pregnancy, I think if we hadn't have done that, this would have been very hard. Yeah. But I identified that early – we made some decisions about ways to overcome that when we could and get responsibly. Home, get home for you when we could. When we could. Yeah. And what would work for both of us as a mm. team, not just me. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be something that you wanted to do as an adventure and as something that was good for our family as well. I didn't yeah. want to be like, I have to go home to Melbourne, you're coming with me. I just yeah. didn't want that. I was actually quite terrified of that. Yeah. And there was a conversation where I remember you reminding me you would come with me. I know we're married and I know everyone listening, well, you guys know me, but I just needed to hear that you're coming because, mm. you know, I did when I was in Melbourne, I was single and living in a garage and my life was so different. I was like, okay, I can have this and be there. How mm. amazing. So let's not rush it, you know. Let's just do it in the right time. So that helped immensely because mm. it made me grounded in responsible decision-making rather than anything too hectic and a lot of my life has been not hectic because I am a bit of a planner like as much Mm. as it looks like I'm a bit fleeting on the outside I plan a lot I plan year to year Mm. but I think also we've made a bit more of a plan for a five-year thing when you get pregnant you start to think about other things other than yourself and it was the right decision to stay and I felt very good in that decision Mm. so when I felt homesick or when I felt like I was away, I was grounded so heavily in that decision that it wasn't so it wasn't so heartbreaking or yeah. dramatic. You know, yeah. I had really given myself a solution of something I sensed that I would feel and that solution was enough. Yeah, yeah. Which um, I'm really proud of because you can react to things along the way a lot and we really responded to something I think we sensed Mm -hmm. and it was a hard conversation. It wasn't an easy time, but we worked through it. We took it step by step. We asked the universe for signs. We Mm. were very open about let's be led here. Let's Mm. not control this whole thing. Mm. Where should we live? I put it out to more radio things. Like I was – we put it right out there Mm. and still kind of have to a degree. But in our own plan, our relationship and our family plan is strong. Yeah. So if nothing else comes up, we've followed signs. We know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And that feels great for me. I feel like I've asked everyone I need to ask. Angels, universe, signs, (laughs) you. Yeah. And that's all. And that's what I need. And so I felt – yeah, so it's been good. And we had a big stint at home. I'm very lucky to have the most amazing, supportive best mates who mm. are coming up and visiting us this Christmas for mm. a holiday. Yeah, that, um, that is great. Which is, I'm just so blessed because if I didn't have all that stuff, it would be pretty hard to spend Christmas and everything away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone will come. And I get to have a baby by the beach and, you know, and I mean. It's a I beautiful time. Yeah, yeah. Like I've got no complaints. So funnily enough, I thought it would be hard. But it's been okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. But I think my tip for that, like you said, people might re might relate, mm. is 
respond, don't react. Mm -hmm. Try and put a plan together for yourself that isn't going to freak you out or get you anxious. Mm. Don't react to all the little spitty emotions that come up. Mm. Yeah, some days I would be like, shit, I had realisations that my family and friends weren't watching my belly grow. That yeah. you know, But I just would send them a photo when I had that day and then thought about, okay, is that going to become something bigger? Is mm. there a bigger issue here? Respond to that yeah. rather than all those little spiky ones because yeah. those spiky ones, I don't know, it's just not a good place to make decisions from and it also you don't want to make massive decisions on those kinds of emotions mm. either. Mm. You've got to make sure it's those things are the right moves for yeah. you. Bit of Barack Obama philosophy there, the responding, not reacting. Sure. Big on that. He sure. wants to own it. I'm sure a lot of people have thrown it. Yeah, yeah. What a legend. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think we should probably move on to some Q&A now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a question for you. Oh, okay, but okay, but this is this, this is the Stacey June show. Yeah, exactly. I usually ask the questions. Oh, okay, yeah, good point. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Third trimester for you, it's been a very different experience as a man going through pregnancy because you're trying to connect to a child mm. that isn't growing in you, that you're not feeling all the time, mm. um, which is also a blessing. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's it's a blessing to have it and yeah, I've really yeah. realised that. But it's also this wonderful blessing that, you know, you have this other experience. Mm, mm. Um I guess what have been the challenges and with that and I suppose how how different is it now where you sit today compared mm. to where you were at the beginning of the pregnancy? I think yeah, look it is it is really tricky and you do have to work at it. You can't just sit there and watch it and let it happen. You have to like as you know and everyone probably knows I'm a person who likes to go within a lot. I do it on a daily basis. Um like you mean retreat or you mean meditate? or Meditate, yeah, check right. in with myself, work on myself, you know, uh, encourage myself, um, all of those things. Um, so That's a really nice thing that I don't think I bring up enough mm-hmm. in that process is to day, like encourage yourself daily. Yeah, yeah. Because that's something I think you've had to work quite hard on to spin a bit of a negative default to a positive yeah. default. Yeah. And it's done wonders for yeah. you. Well, we all we all wrestle with our inner critic, and it's like on my you know desk at work, I have a post-it note stuck to my computer that says "criticize yourself," and then "criticize" is crossed out, and it says "coach yourself." So it's mm. "criticize," "crossed out," "coach yourself." Um, anyway, um, it is difficult as uh, you know as the uh, husband in, the, in this situation because there is obviously uh, such a strong connection with with mother and baby um mm. and it's uh you know even before the baby's born that is a you know a sacred kind of uh bond and unity there so particularly in the first sort of couple of trimesters it's 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 difficult it's a more difficult because um the little flutters and then the little kicks and punches you don't feel so much as as the as as you would as the mother would um so you're really not getting too much like and so in those in that first stage when you do feel that and then you know that the mother's feeling it even more internally 
it's where you start to, you know, you can sort of wrestle with those uh, early. You can wrestle with those uh, emotions of jealousy and, and um, you know, it can and sort of you get the sense that, that uh, attention is going to get taken away from you a fair bit. Um, but then, like I said, being aware of it is, is really important. So then you recognise what you're doing and what you're going to achieve and you're going to become a, a, a family, a threesome, you know. Threesome, um, and there's a, I think a triumvirate. Yeah, and there's a process that you have to get through for it to really become a three. Mm. I think is the thing that is unspoken about for mm. men is that you become a three, and there's obviously instant, or oh, there might not be instant love, but there is love, a lot of love. Yeah, yeah. But and it takes time for that two to break it doesn't just break it's obviously much easier once the baby's Mm, here mm. but i don't think it breaks as quickly as everybody thinks you know it's it's a process in that fourth trimester i think as well that i was saying earlier that you know that the mum and baby have to bond for survival you know they have to bond for feeding and whilst the dad is there to 100% help with that process Mm. and may have to step in more than some yeah it is really focused very much on that mother-baby yeah, bond. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it's that's going to be really important for me to bond like regularly as well. Like otherwise that situation that I'm talking about, that distance and um, that feeling of um, jealousy is just going to increase, you know, and that's why I like midwife Kath when I was reading the first – uh, six weeks mm-hmm. um, book is that um, you know she has that um, uh, what is it bath bottle bed routine mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the father you know the, saying this is a great time for the father to, to to get involved and and take over in that every night so that there is that regular connection but um, going back to what I was saying so that that the early first and second trimesters, you have that feeling. But then once you get into the third trimester, the the kicks um, and flutters are now, you know, sweeping movements. There's the baby stretching in there. So, you know, if you have – if you're – if we're lying next to each other, I've got my hand on your belly or I'm just resting up next to you, you can feel that more and more and you get a greater sense that there there's the three of you now mm. and not just two of you. Which we felt very much after the baby moon, I think, as well, which was yeah. why that was such a great – Mm. Um, special trip for us. Yeah, I think yeah. we definitely came back feeling like a unit of yeah. the family, as opposed to the two of us with this other. Yeah, and thing. I <laughs> and I think I think that's a great time for us. You know, the 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 mum and dad to bond before the baby arrives because the baby's not taking your attention. Mm. So it's a good time for you know the three of you be to get to be together where the mother and father are still quite tightly connected. Mm. Um, so I've really I've really enjoyed that. I think I think this I've loved this, you know, last trimester. We've had to navigate a few hurdles. There's been a few niggles. Um, but um, which I'm assuming everybody goes through. But I, I've really enjoyed this this third trimester. I think it's been great. It's been the hardest. You get a bit nervous towards the end, going, "Okay." (laughs) It's been the hardest for me of the lot, I think. Even though you kind of, I probably would have said that about the first because I was quite crook, but it was like I don't know. It was a bit different. I think it was. Yeah, it was interesting. It was. um, Yeah, I don't know. They were different. They've been challenging for different reasons. Yeah. But one thing that's been amazing about the third trimester has been, I don't know. There's something that clicked in you, I think. It wasn't mm. that you weren't there, but it was just it just took some time. Like and so explaining that that you were able to kind of physically start to get involved a little bit, but mm. then also I think there was 
with guys, I think it's like, has anyone got a boyfriend or a husband that they don't get excited until they're actually on the holiday? So you're here going, yes, seven days. And then the guy, and in a lot of my relationships, this has happened where the guy's like, yeah, cool. And isn't really into it until it comes. Yeah, they need to see it. Yeah, it can't, yeah. There's something different. Well, so that's I feel just like blokes the, are more practical. Like yeah. That. So the third trimester, it's coming now. Mm. So I could visually see how excited, how engaged, how ready you were. Mm. The closer it became, because mm. I think it's just, I think that's just often how guys are. Yeah. Like it just needs to be something that's happening next. Yeah, definitely. Um. So. As much as it's been challenging physically, no, something that's happening now. You mean? I think Ooh, that's yeah. what I think that's what, what it is. Is that, that, that you're getting excited about what's happening next? Like when you're talking about the holiday analogy, but guys are like, I need to for it to happen now. Yeah, you know? yeah. I can't get excited until it's Seriously. happening now. Seriously. Yeah. So the, this has been challenging, but it's also been amazing to watch you. Mm. And it's it's funny how that happens, right? Because I imagine you need that excitement mm. back now because yeah, you're yeah. tired and all that. Yeah, so it's yeah. been in this weird way, this awesome part, like where yeah. I felt like we've just actually looked at each other almost like we're in love for the first time again because it's yeah. this new exciting sparkle yeah. in your eye that yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. ah, like this is yeah. happening and we're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been awesome. Before we quickly get into the Q&As, I just want to run through a few things, a few questions of people. So we are um, – aiming for home birth um, that's still happening, which we're doing through the public system, which we've, I've explained on different podcasts. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that people were interested in. The baby blessing I put up as a live um, and we'll put up on my website at some point, so have a look out for that or mm-hmm. join the mail list because I'll share that with a bit of information around what that entailed, the blessing way. Um, what else have we done? We did a bit of a baby shower drinks. We've set up a nursery, a small little room off our room. So Mm. we didn't change the spare room. We just changed a smaller kind of room, which is look, looks absolutely beautiful. It was, um, it was designed and helped sculpt uh, by a woman called Jessie Eve. Mm. Um, and that's been amazing. It's been amazing that yeah. people wanted to, you know, to, to gift us things like that mm. and, and other people with other gifts for the for With the no tag, no business kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, but I'm just – she did it, so I'm telling you who did it. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, so she is based um, – in New South Wales, but mm-hmm. she travels, so yep. you can check her out. She was so easy to work with, such mm. a beautiful energy, mm. which was so important for me. It was actually more about the person and that relationship because if they're building yeah. your baby's room, there was just something about that for me that was very sacred. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's a listener of the show and she's just gorgeous. So yeah. it was such a nice thing to even just connect with her as a woman. Yeah. Um, what else can we tell them about what we've done? We've bought our pram. We are thinking about trialing a mixture of a bassinet and a co-sleeping situation. Yeah. Um, so we don't know how we'll go with that. Mm-hmm. So this is all stuff I suppose we can update at another time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's so many of you have asked questions about this stuff. Yeah. Um, we, there might be another couple goals at some stage. Like yeah, a, true. a new season of that and we can true, talk true, more true. about about how – what life is like with a baby. But what else What else would people want to know, just quickly? Um, we're using a mixture of disposable nappies and um, and reusable cloth nappies. cloth nappies. Yeah. Again, we don't know how we're going to go. So it's like we're, we're kind of in the middle of everything. Yeah. We're trying to do things as sustainable and 
as some of you would say, probably as hippie as as we can or just mm-hmm. as natural as possible going yeah. back to how things were. Slash we also understand that there's convenience and technology and and way and ways to support us as parents in 2020 yeah. that wasn't there before. So we yeah. don't want to muck around with that. What about uh, feeding, you know, the, the, the ways to feed, so the bottle or the breastfeeding? Mm, well, we'll just, we'll we don't really know, I guess, what we're what we're gonna how we're gonna approach that well, until we, the time arrives. We do. We are trying to breastfeed. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah. the midwife Kath thing with the formula feed at night time was a, probably the one of the trickier decisions. Again, you don't know what your baby is going to be, so mm. we haven't really planned a lot of it. But we've tried to have discussions so we're not caught by surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is something I would advise like what do you think about this partner what do you think about this so then when you're in it you're tired it's not working you have a bit of an idea of where your partner's going to go yeah Um, i think that's important having those conversations up front particularly in high stress situations if you mm. have an idea of where you're both sitting before you get there yeah it's gonna it's gonna mitigate arguments and things like that yeah so we were pretty hopefully (laughs) yeah. yeah but at least just not make them so new information yeah, you know yeah. that can be overwhelming as well if someone's yeah. like actually and you don't know what your partner's can, what kind of things they're going to want with a baby you've never done the baby thing like yeah, it could be yeah. completely different yeah. so be prepared for that stuff be mm. prepared to get your opinions on shit before it happens but we um i we were going to do that bath bottle whatever what is it ba- uh, um, a bath bottle bed is that yeah, bath bottle bed? Yeah. I don't know. I think but I said that wrong But it includes a formula feed yeah. straight up. Yeah. And, um, and this whole breastfeeding thing has been quite interesting to me. I mm-hmm. wasn't really – I've always wanted to breastfeed. I always found that it was a beautiful thing and, or, and mm. just was always interested in it as a natural being. I just mm. thought that it was amazing. But I also wanted to include Ben – and then I started to do some research and started to see that actually it isn't about Ben first. It's about the baby first, which was fucking confronting. And I had to mm. go to some therapy and work through that to kind of put the baby before me and Ben, you know, yeah. us. Yeah. So we're going to try and – I'm going to try and express that bottle mm. so we still can do it where you can bond, but it will hopefully be breast milk. Mm-hmm. But we are pretty open people. So we want our baby fed – I don't think it's going to make a difference if they get a bottle that's formula every now and then. We'll see. We're going to have all options on the go. It's going to be like a fucking cocktail of (laughs) options in here because... It'll be like a McDonald's drive Well, I want it to be that it's a combo of you, me, and the baby decide. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, we don't know because we don't know this baby is yet. Yeah. So I think that's just a few kind of start-up questions like that is enough for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was great. So moving on to the Q&A, which is just a random Q&A I threw out on, on Instagram and we'll have to fire these through because Ben's got to go to work. Um, but they could be a whole mix of all different things. So many of you have written best wishes to you, Ben and Bubba. Remember to breathe. You know, all these kinds <laughs> yeah. of lovely things. Yeah. This is a nice photo. I love you guys. Congratulate All these things. So thank yeah, you very yeah, much yeah. for all the well wishes. That's very sweet. Um Okay, so one of the questions is, uh, how do you have deep convos? Uh, Which is kind of a good... Pretty, pretty easily because we're, yeah. we're both very deep people. I've always been like that even before I met Stace. Like, a, you know, Sometimes like, it's to our detriment, you though. You know, at a party. You want to have a D&M? Just come over here. I'll just be over here in the corner. That's just me. Just setting up in the corner here with my little D&M stall. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always, 
always been like that. Even yeah, and you yeah. don't even need to be on drugs. No, no. Even you know today, I'm still the same. I, you know, I can have a couple of beers okay, and get so, straight into a DNM. So, as two people that are very happy to have a DNM. Let's try and break it down for why it's easy and why we like it for some yeah, people that yeah. don't. I think for me, I am in, I'm intrigued. Mm. And I think if you've got curiosity and intrigue mm. in any topic, in any life, you will want to go beyond the surface. Yeah, yeah. So I think it needs to start with a genuine interest. Mm. And that's coming from a woman's perspective because I don't know if you're if the person asking this question is struggling with that with a bloke. Yeah. You can probably talk a bit to that. But I do think that's not a bad thing to expect blokes to go beyond mm. the surface. And mm. and even though it may be a little bit harder to get there at times, it's important that we really open that space. So my tip is to keep it very safe, to give it some time, be patient with the way it happens, but to constantly encourage it because I think sometimes guys are almost relieved that you give them the space to go there. I truly think most humans want to have a more engaging conversation than we're having on a day-to-day basis. So I think it is okay to expect that from people that you love, particularly Mm. in relationships. Um, So I think the first thing is, and if they don't go there, then you've got to ask yourself, well, are they interested? Are they curious about this? Are Mm. they intrigued? And if so, if not, well, is there a problem there? Because Mm. I think if you're interested, intrigued and curious, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you'll get through the communication barriers, but if the curiosity isn't there then you've got to ask yourself, well, is there a problem? Why aren't they curious in this part of me? Or why aren't they curious yeah. in this part of our relationship yeah. or themselves? Well, I think it just it also it also can depend for for guy for guys who their mates are and who their other, you know, male role models are or what their their close friends are like. Because you know, we we've like everyone knows, we we've grown up in a in a world where men are, were taught, you know, for generations, we're taught to you know, hide their feelings and not express their emotions. They had to be the stoic man who went out and earned the money and, you not know, have those wasn't sensitive. You know, he was the protector. And, and the w- women were at, at, back at the camp all chatting, yeah, all yeah. sharing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And so we're in, the, we're, in a, we're in a phase now where, where there are men out there and there are great people out there who are trying to shift this. And I'm one of those people. I'm a big believer in that. Like I said, I've always been able to kind of tap into my emotions and, and talk, you know, deeply, you know, into my detriment, like as a teenager where people were like, oh, God, mate, not again. Um, you know, lighten up, dude. Um, yeah. So, you know, but it's becoming... But I think that's it's a becoming- good point. Sorry, it's important also to not take deep conversations as intense. Hmm. So even though you went there and it was good, it, it wasn't necessarily... You've got to read the play. Hmm. And this is what I mean. A conversation is two people. So if you're... You're dumping on someone because you want to go deep Mm. and they're not there with you and they're kind of rolling their eyes and you're continuing to go down that road. Yeah. You're going to get a response that's going to give you not the reaction you want. Yeah. And that's kind of my point is that, yeah, there were dudes that were like, fuck, here we go again. You've got to pick up on that stuff as well. Mm. Like I think you've got to be able to keep it light 
everybody's got to have a style that's supported, yeah, I think, because yeah. not everyone's going to want to go dark and deep and be comfortable there. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't go deep. You've just got to watch cues of people of how they – where they turn off, yeah, yeah, you know, and try and bring them back. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, and so I think it's, you know, it's, it's important um, – to create that kind of safe space for for a guy, if you notice that he's not the kind of guy who's um, who's at ease, kind of going deep in conversations, um, it's important to make sure that that they feel safe to kind of open up. Um, and it's probably the case that that they've, you know, they're not comfortable doing that. So um, I think it's just yeah, just important and not to push, you know, but to try and just create that safe space for them to open up and talk. And what do you think is the issue with them? Do you think it's always a bad thing if people, if dudes don't want to open up? Like, is it a bad sign or do you think it's not that simple? Uh, I don't think it's that simple for them to open up, but I don't think it's always a bad sign. I just think it's good for guys to be able to open up and talk. Because I think often a lot of girls are like, if he doesn't open up, does it mean something? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely not. That's that's kind of the point I was getting at. We've had generations of this happening. So it's not just going to be that that a guy's going to just click and go. Oh, okay, I've seen all my male role models uh, shut up and and be stoic, and uh, now um, I'm meant to change that. You mm. know, it's not as easy as just flicking a switch for them to be able to do that. It needs to feel like it's a safe place. You know, mm. and then, like I said, it's quite it's quite often that the that you know guys don't have mates that that do that, but it really is just sort of opening up and starting conversations, and that's the you know that takes bravery, guys. Uh, need to be brave to be able to do that, you know, to to sort of shift and sort of say, hey, you know, <laughs> when they're all hanging out at the pub having a beer or whatever, which is another stereotype, but they're able to just sit there and say, um, hey, you know, you know, I've got this going on at home. What do you think about this? Mm, mm, okay. Um, how to stay connected? This person feels a bit out of touch with the husband since having a baby, which is something it's hard for us to mm. comment on. But I suppose I know I we've done our Languages of Love, which mm. we can put the link in the show notes for you both to do. I think yep. it's a really important one for everyone to do and, and something that one of your coaches um, brought up is that we should be doing it regularly. I kind of did mine a yeah, few years ago. Change. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. if you've done it before, probably something to do yearly. Yeah. Um, and dependent on your relationship and where that is at. So we did ours recently mm. because of this. Because I think even though we haven't had the baby, I'm a very tactile person, and sex has been harder and more. You know, it's just mm. been. And it, this is that intimacy has been something that can get in the way of me feeling connected or disconnected at times. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I felt very isolated in my body um, at times. So we did that as a startup, as almost like a refresher. Oh, okay, yours is words of affirmation. Mine is touch. Yeah. And even though we may have already known that, that helped us almost kind of make an effort for that week and then it just kind of hopefully will continue to trickle on because we only did it a couple of weeks ago mm. where we consciously gave that to each other, which has totally helped um, us yeah. make sure that we stay connected. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's something we've done recently, I yeah. think. I don't know if you've got anything else. Oh, it's just that, well, then that what leads to that is communication, is yeah. just making sure that you talk. Because it goes back to what I was talking about before. For a guy, you know, it could be, I don't know this person's situation, but it, it can be very easy i think for the guy to sort of drift away and retreat mm. because the mother has that real connection with the baby that the, the the father doesn't have yet 
So it's very easy for them to sort of sit back and be a little bit jealous about that. And and like we were saying before with the previous point. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, that yeah. guys aren't really, you know, often they're not really in touch with their emotions because they don't talk about them. Mm. So they could be jealous and not even really know it, but they're yeah. retreating going, what's going on here? You know? And also those feelings don't mean you're a kid that's jealous of like, mm. oh, I didn't get that toy or, none of, you know, feelings aren't like they don't have ages. You yeah, know, certain yeah. feelings, just jealous the word isn't silly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a natural feeling. Yeah, and I absolutely. think that's a thing to remember. Yeah. Um, you're jealous of a baby? How ridiculous. Like, yeah. no, that's legit. Mm, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. think. We have to, as women, remember those new different processes for men. Yeah. Um, And not dismiss them yourself as well. Like as a guy going, oh, that's stupid. That's not happening. It's like it is happening. Yeah. 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 And And that's what guys do quite quite easily is just dismiss something because they're like, oh, that's stupid. It can't be happening. Well, most feelings to guys are stupid, Mm. you know what I mean, or uncomfortable, Mm. so then they become silly. Yeah. Um, The other thing I will say is for women to just stop thinking, and I'm absolutely guilty of this, Mm. stop thinking that it's guys' responsibility to read your mind. Yeah, yeah. It sounds cliche. It sounds something that we should know. But when we're really emotional, we're really in our place, we almost have this expectation that they should know us. Yeah. I want to do this without me telling you. Mm. And I feel that often, ladies. Like I always am like, I want you to read me better because I read you. Yeah. But what the languages of love talks about is just because you give love that way, which Mm -hmm. I give Ben love, the way of I read him without him necessarily always needing to tell me things. Yeah. And that is a very loving thing to do because it makes life easier for him. But it also is actually what needs to happen, particularly for in a straight relationship, because it's harder for Ben to to communicate his feelings. Mm. So there's a reason I have this extra skill up my sleeve that I can do that. Yeah. But then I expect it from Ben. And he isn't as he's not as kind of cued in that as mm, I am. Mm. So when I expect that he has that intuition that I have, it's unfair because we do, we have very different gauges with that. We're very mm. different people. We're built different ways, and you need to sometimes accept that. Yeah. And I I'm still working on that, um, but I do know that it's important for for us to accept that they will not be able to read your moods as easy as you can read theirs. Yeah, yeah. It's a stereotype, you know, and I definitely think Ben's probably much better than a lot of blokes and I think there's probably a lot of blokes that are better than others and maybe some guys out there are reading you better than you're reading them. I'm sure there's lots of different formations of this. Yeah. But overall, I think we often want that back because we give it yeah, and yeah. it's not it's not an equal exchange. So no. you've got to communicate what you want and yeah. it will piss you off in the moment that you have to say it. Yeah. But it will you'll be better off for it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll have two more questions. Okay. Um okay, we've got um One here is, how do you know you found, how do you know when you have found the right one versus when it's time to walk away? Um, You're asking me that question. (laughs) You're on the show. I know what I think, but I'm interested to know what you think. I don't know. I think for, uh, I don't know, for me, I've like, it's a tricky question because I've definitely kind of... uh, and that's probably a lot of stuff that I hadn't dealt with from the past, but been in relationships that weren't right for me and stayed there um, probably for because I didn't have a high self-worth. Um, 
I think it's just a, a feeling that you get in your gut. You've got to trust your intuition because sometimes you'll sit there going, if you're not in touch with your intuition, um, that you'll sit there and go, oh, okay, something's niggling there, but I'm I'm just going to ignore it. It's 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 kind of paying attention to the signs that something's not quite right. If you don't feel fed, if you're constantly questioning whether you're in the right place, then something's wrong. I think it's a really good point that you say about your own self-worth too Mm. because I think often when we look at relationships, we look at them as symbols, how we feel are symbols of the relationship. Mm. But actually what we're missing is that how we feel is a symbol of how we feel, which is a very big clue to the relationship. So Mm. bear with me. So if you're feeling uneasy, you're looking to the relationship to give you the answer as to what the unease is. Mm. And so we're looking, well, maybe it's because he came home so late on Saturday night or maybe it's because she um, doesn't communicate to me and just is in a bad mood all the time or Mm. maybe I'm uneasy because we're not going in the same direction. And you look for symptomatic things out of your relationship to justify this level of unease. Mm -hmm. But actually, most of our answers, most can be solved with us asking ourselves what our own unease is in it, separate to the relationship, which then gives you clues as to what's going on in your relationship. Yeah. Okay. Good one. And so... So you're the expert. That's why I asked you if if you're asking me the question because I was like, that's... that's, that's, uh, No, but I got that from you, babe. Like I bounced off that. That's a nugget. But you said the self-worth thing, and I think we often go straight to the relationship to give us the answers. Yeah. Go back to yourself. It Mm. goes back to the intuition point. Mm. You know the reason for you. It may not be the reason for them, but if there's problems or there's aches or there's unease, that's yours. It's not necessarily theirs. And they may match it. They may feel it too. Mm. But when you're in this kind of place where you're like, do I stay or do I go, Mm. you're already on your own. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. this is not you've you've already made a decision to step out of the relationship and question it, which mm. means you're questioning whether you go off on your own regardless. So you may as well stay there and start to get some answers by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you get them, the issue is of whether you have the guts or the self-worth to leave to follow your intuition. Yeah. Because that's a whole other story. So I think the thing about whether you stay or go is really built a little bit too much about the relationship and not enough about our own intuition, our own conversation with ourselves and getting to know what it is that's aching in us from the relationship that we need answered Hmm. and whether that's something we can answer ourselves is the first question you ask, whether this relationship can answer it for you Mm. or whether it's something you may need to go and find somewhere else which all of the options are fine yeah yeah start with yourself though yeah is my advice yeah um cool one more one more all right what advice it's another baby one but that's what's coming through um quick word are you more nervous or excited about parenthood uh, excited. Me too today. Yeah, yeah. Last few weeks I've been more nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've come back to excitement, which is yeah, yeah. helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What's your advice for couples in the bit before starting to try for a baby? Mm. So before, let's take ourselves back to before even we went to that Adelaide doctor, mm. like where we were like, oh, we might want kids one day. Mm. I think, again, this is... Ooh, that's 
that's a that's a big one. Yeah, and I think again it comes back to the same thing, and this is, this is always prevalent. Like the communication thing is a massive foundation for everything, but I think you're probably looking back, and I don't know if I, can't, I don't think we probably didn't do this so much, but I think you've got to kind of both sit down and talk about your hopes and your fears for what's moving forward, because then you each other will know what's going to come up and what's getting triggered um, with this with um, during that process because it is a and sometimes it can be a long and and like I have to say arduous process like particularly if you decide that you want to have a baby and it's taking you two years to conceive mm. it's a long way to go with that and and it has to be said it's like a monkey on your back it's always mm. there mm. like you, you it's the elephant in the room you yeah. know so it, it'll become the elephant in the room if you don't talk about it and get things out in the open um, and it will be it, – it's, it's a hugely emotional process for both um, for both people. So I would sort of say, you know, discussing your hopes and fears up out front. Um, and obviously That's before you try, um, why, you, why you want to become parents, why you want to have a kid. Yeah, have those conversations. Like even you could Google them and find some questions, but those are great starting points. Mm. What are both of your hopes and fears? Go out for dinner and just talk mm. about it or mm. have a nice night at home and take turn the TV off and actually answer these questions. Yeah. What are your hopes and fears um, of falling pregnant or becoming parents? Uh, what was your other one you said? Uh, just or also just kind of putting it out why you want to become yep. why you want to start a family that's a good yeah. one why do you want to mm. do it why do you think we should do it now soon yep. later yeah um, and uh, mine to add to that is what are our roles in this process we know as women what our roles are but I often think guys are very unaware that this early on they have such a big role and mm. if you are a person that may struggle there are going to be two people that need to commit to this journey and I've seen so many women you know, go in and, and go in through fertility treatment or feel like they're unfertile. Um, and actually the men haven't stopped drinking or haven't stopped, mm. you know, looking at their sperm, you know, mobility or those kinds of things. And it's very much led one way. And it's not just about a feminist thing and that's bullshit. It's actually really impractical because a lot of the time it can be the dude's yeah, side yeah, yeah. and he might be still partying, thinking, and you guys might be not thinking anything's wrong. Yeah. You're here on this fucking clean-ass diet and he's yeah. out with the boys after, yeah. I don't know, something ridiculous on a Friday night. Not good. It's not helpful. So I don't think you'll get to that point. I'm not even saying you will need to go to fertility treatment. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you live in Sydney – it's very often the case here is that there's a there's one side partying and another really trying very hard. Mm. I just think it's a good thing to get on the same page from the beginning where you start to understand that there's two people calling this child in, mm. not yeah. just the woman's body. Yeah, absolutely. And also the other thing is to think about starting to imagine your baby, have almost like a bit of a daydream exercise between the two of you. What do you think it will look like? What yeah. do you think it will be? Yeah. Give yourself the ability to daydream a little yeah, bit because yeah, yeah. your baby starts to come to you months before your even the sperm even hits your body. Like yeah. it's spiritually connecting to you now if you're somebody that's thinking about having a baby. So start to invite them in. Start yeah. to, you know, kind of use them as a bit of a conversation if you're not as woo-woo as us like it's mm. start to just at least imagine them yeah. you know because yeah. i think that helps with the feeling of attracting them in yeah um and they'll start to feel that you're ready for yeah, them yeah. you know yeah, absolutely um so that would be our advice to yeah. have one big kind of nice dinner and yeah. go through some of those questions good one 
All right. Well, I think that's it from us. Yes. Yeah, that's for that's, the year. That that was uh, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. We're probably you might you wouldn't have edited you wouldn't have heard this, but we've edited a few little moments out. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're a bit rusty. Yeah, in some yeah. Areas. it's early in the morning. <laughs> it is well. early in the yeah. morning, and Ben's on a timeline like he's got yeah. a bus to catch, and that's. <laughs> Probably something we didn't foresee yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that would be an issue. Yeah. Um, but it is a longer, a little bit of a longer podcast. Um, do you want to say anything to anyone as we wrap up the year? No, and- or just to everyone, just to thanks for listening to the show. Uh, there's there's a lot that goes in behind the scenes, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of passion that goes into it, and uh, we really, um, I know Stace as well is just really passionate about you know. Um, giving uh, you guys the tools um, to kind of help you grow and develop and work on yourselves. Um, and, you know, I'm, I've become really passionate about that as well and helping work in, in the background on that, on this uh, podcast. And so it's just, it's great to be able to get this across to you guys and, and hopefully, hopefully it helps. But uh, yeah, um, just to say, you know, take care. Uh, get inquisitive with yourself and uh, and and keep at it. It's um it's a rewarding journey when you do so. And uh, we'll uh, we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, a little I time out, say, but we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, I wanted to say that there will be podcasts and episodes that continue to go up. So if you have loved the show and you do want to find a way to support us. Mm. Um, the podcast will still be running. It is a source of income for us too. So yeah. um, anything you can do to share or things that you yeah. like, yeah. Um, any you know, you can just again rate or review things on iTunes. All those little yeah. things that you guys know by now that are ways to support your favorite podcasts and your favorite content, mm. particularly the content that's free. You know, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is stuff that we do behind the scenes. Um, as Ben said, he comes home and edits, and and we it is a labor of love still. Mm. Um, like a lot of podcasts are in this country, and it's funny. I think everybody thinks, how does it no, – you know, a lot of people don't even question how they get up, but it is a lot of time. And so I wanted to say a big thank you to you this year, babe. Oh, no worries. I could not have done this without you. It yeah. is not something that Ben would come home. I was pregnant. I could barely even cook dinner. He'd make dinner. He'd edit the podcast. He'd just been at work. He's got, you know, a stack of people that report to him busy job and would still just edit this show and and most times come out and say awesome it babe or just still yeah. so positive about it yeah and i hope that you've felt that through the episodes mm. that there's been an energy around us building them that didn't feel like we were dragging our feet you know yeah, like yeah. we really are passionate about doing this stuff mm, mm. um so if you could support it in any way um by doing that and continuing to share the best of or yeah. the faves next year that'd be great yeah um, and if you want to keep in touch, um, I will be back. My first protocol, I think, will be coaching next year. So yep. that will open up at some point um, at the end of the first quarter of the year. So you can keep up to date with me at stacyjune.com on my mail list. Mm-hmm. Um, and these episodes will flow through all the way for the first uh, bit of the mm-hmm. year. So you are not alone. They'll, no. all be, um, they'll all be coming up in your, your feed. So, yeah. And um, lots of exciting things will, will, will come, I'm sure, in 2020. Yeah, we've got events planned and mm. Melbourne we're coming for you it'll be probably one of the first trips with the baby which is exciting new life new learnings new mm. things to share 
It'll yeah. Be, it'll be amazing. It will be. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for not turning away when I present the work to you. Mm. Thank you for being inquisitive in these stories and the lessons that I want to share. Mm. And thank you for a lot of you that have supported me for a very, very long time with everything that I see go forward. I see a vision. I feel that I want to share it and there's so many of you that have supported me in so many different costumes of that and for eight years now, you know, I've had ideas and I I create them and I share them and there's some of you that have supported them from the very beginning when I was just a, you know, a, a chick that just had some things that wanted to shoot through a microphone and you've been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you very, very much for that and um, and I, I, I'll be back as a mum with exactly as Ben said, new stories and there'll be a self-centred Sunday podcast up to be my final ep, mm-hmm. my 100th ep on Sunday. So yeah. that's it. I'm going to go now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, okay. everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.